0: to this week's Master Instructor Roundtable with myself, Wendy Batts, here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Marty Miller. Marty, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Wendy. How's it going?
0: Uh, It's going very, very well. Um, Today, I know this is kind of near and dear to your heart, Marty, uh, especially when you start talking about planning, motivation. You are one of the best that I know that actually does this every year. Um, And so we're going to share with you guys ways that you can plan your five-year plan, talk about ways to motivate you to grow in the industry and give you hopefully some helpful hints and tips for you to be able to uh, move yourself in an upward position in your career.
1: Yeah, this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart for a lot of reasons. One, it has helped me get to where I'm at today. Two, it's something that I just find interesting and You know, I like to see other people uh, rise in the ranks and find the success that they deserve. And I've noticed that people who are planning tend to follow a path of success. It can happen differently. And there's going to be some wiggle room in everything that we talk about today. But I just I just don't want to go through my life or, you know, the people that I care about going through life just kind of hoping something happens. Let's let's attack it and let's put a plan in place, be flexible, be willing to adjust, but work that plan.
0: Well, and I've told this story before, um, and I'll share it again. I know my mentor, which was also one of Marty's mentors, uh, a lot of people probably know him because he was the founder of the OPT model. But he challenged me at a very young age to sit down and write my one-year plan, my three-year plan, and my five-year plan all the way, and then again, my 10-year plan, and literally wanted me to be very specific, very vivid in my my wording and and make sure it was very detailed, And that was extremely difficult for me to do. But I will tell you, it was one of the hardest things, but it allowed me each and every year to go through and make changes. And as you go through this, if you have not done it, I strongly suggest and challenge all of you to do it because it's one of the the best things that I did and really did kind of give me a a path of what I wanted. Um, However, I was forced to do it.
1: I'm going to force some people today, right?
0: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about a long-term career plan that's going to help reduce career-related stress. We're going to talk about how it's going to increase your potential, like ability to be employed in any area, especially within our fitness industry, but then also to think about how you're going to grow financially. And then you're going to be able to establish a purpose and satisfaction in your career. Because if you don't love what you do, then maybe you should switch now. And then if you fail to plan, you plan to fail.
1: Sounds simple, right? So as we keep moving forward, I'm sure there's going to be some nuggets that everybody kind of can take away. So first and foremost, why annual career goals don't work? I'm not saying we're not saying not to do them, but I think we're going to look at a bigger picture here. And we'll kind of start with this first is you know, thanks to things like a simple new year's resolution, annual reviews, you know, you may simply be under that impression that this is the best way to think about your career. Cause we kind of do that annual plan already in a lot of areas, but here's the thing. Your career is not built on a single year, right? You're looking you know, I can't believe this, Wendy, but we're into, what, our 25th plus? No, man, you and I might be hitting closer to 30 years doing this. You got me. So, you know, it, it it grows, right? So, you know, year to year is not the way to do it. You know, and I also kind of think about, like, we've used this example before. I use it a lot is when I put in Google Maps. It's your starting point, your ending destination, and there's a lot of steps along the way. So, if you know those steps, it's easier to deviate when you need to so we're simply not going to just look at a one-year plan as we talk about it and when you look at your skills you're not going to develop these skills in one year a lot of times so you know i had to go to school to get my athletic training degree sports medicine my licenses same thing with you wendy that wasn't one year so this is why it's important then you can have that transparency feedback negotiating effectively making decisions in times that are uncertainty so we're going to talk about one year, but we want you to think bigger picture.
0: And I think it's important that one of the key things that you said is this is way different than a New Year's resolution, because I know and in December I'm going to be like, OK, this is what I want to do. I want to get in shape by doing this, this and this three times a week. I mean, while that seems very specific, it's really not as specific as you need to be when you're th- focusing on these plans. And I know that you love that Google map uh you know, analogy. I think it's something that we can all relate to, but think also there are so many different, do you want to go shorter, shorter time? Do you want to take a longer route? Do you want to go highway or side streets? And so you have to think too, there are different ways to maneuver to your end goal. You just have to find out what's going to work best. And that's going to be a big key. I think as we go through this presentation for you to think about, there are always going to be something that can set you back but you can reroute and still end up at that final place as long as it makes sense.
1: Yeah, and as we move forward in full transparency, you're gonna see on the slides that I have um, you know, hijacked information in purposely from Harvard Business Review. So I, I understand this, I've studied these things, but I wanted to put something out there that has been published recently. So that way it's the most relevant because things tend to change a little bit, maybe not this as much as some other things, but you will see the references there Harvard Business Review. So if you're just listening, you can simply, this was uh, from September of last year, how to develop a five-year career plan. So as we move forward here, it's also, it can be easier to get demotivated, and lose track of the big picture. So big goals tend to take multiple years to reach. This is not gonna happen overnight, so you have to show patience. But understanding what that, you know, we talked about this before, that big audacious goal, or the big hairy audacious goal we've talked about before, that could be completing a degree, working you know a a certain position getting certain titles and credentials so it's going to take some time especially when you start stacking multiple things on top of each other so you know that's where you can't just think of one year if you plan to accomplish a larger career goal you have to plan and consider the best timing to move forward a lot of people in this industry start after they've done something else so it may take even longer because you're a full-time this while you're a part-time that and that's totally okay but understanding being patient with it, and every day you're one step closer. Also, short-term goals can be very easily disrupted, so you can't let that throw you off if that's your only goal, right? And this will lead to failure. So consider those unexpected circumstances that can arise within a year, but you have that long-term plan.
0: And I think it's, I love this slide because the actual definition of patience, and I used to put this on the, like my little slogan at the bottom, patience is a virtue. It's super hard to have, especially if you read it and think of the ability to calmly, y'all know me, I'm not very calm. There's nothing calm about me or my life. And that. so practicing patience is something that I actually have to do all the time by when I'm in that moment, kind of take a deep breath and think, okay, okay you know what, this is going to take me a lot longer than I thought. I need to plan. I am a planner. I'm a very type A person. I like to know what my schedule looks like. So I always give myself bookends of like five or 10 minutes to be early, because if you're not early, you're late. And so when you're thinking about this as well, just be patient. And I, I honestly believe if you can practice patience, you're going to be way more successful, especially within our industry.
1: Yeah as we move forward another analogy just popped up in my head when you this just jumped in here as you know I'm starting the process of building a house. So I've started this last November. I probably won't move in till this November. You know so it was which floor plan do you want? Then what features do you want, right? Then you pick your lot. And you know I'm at the point now where I went out to see the 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 area and my lot has finally been graded, right? So they're building the foundation and you cannot skip a step god forbid if we skip a step and i'm living in a house you don't want that so as you build you don't
0: want walls or doors or anything i don't want them to
1: skip a step what I'm <laughs> i want them to be very meticulous every step given the time that it takes to build the best house that i can have so my career is going to be the same way so do not rush it do not skip a step be patient and before you know it you're going to be moving in so oh, five and
0: years- piggyback off of that marty as we go through this if you think about marty's house and you think about what he just said there are other people that are helping build that house marty had the plan marty's having you know someone that's going through and actually doing the structural work because i don't think marty could actually probably do that I maybe Um, However, but Marty's constantly checking in on them. How's it going? Making sure that when they're putting up the frame, that the frame is sturdy, that he's happy with how it looks. If they need to make adjustments, because that just happened with me. We just did a renovation. We had it all planned and figured out. They put up the um, structure and I was like, I can't do this. It's not right. This isn't going to work because in my head, it was going to be one way, but then we totally had to switch gears, tear apart down and start over. So just know that's going to be the same as you go through this. Is you're going to have this plan. You're going to be like, this is perfect. And then something's going to happen. And you get there and you're like, it's not perfect. Now I need to readjust to make it what, what you really want it to be.
1: Awesome. Great. No, that's great info. And, you know, why we're looking at a five-year plan, you know, it could be a three-year, it could be a five-year, it could be seven. But, you know, let's stick with that five-year. A five-year plan is going to open doors for you to think more completely about yourself and your career. You're not just chasing what's next. You're laying out a goal that's going to take some time. And you're putting that roadmap in there so you can accomplish something bigger than you think. You know, big things are not always accomplished in a year, right? Uh, Nice things are accomplished in a year, but when you start stacking those wins on top of each other, that's where you get to that bigger goal in mind, and that's going to set you up for career success. So here's just a few examples on why five-year plans work. Having that long-term plan can help you focus on developing unique and transferable skills as opposed to skills for your current role in organization, right? And every time, to me, you create yourself or you earn a new skill certification, it's like a rung on a ladder. Every time I do that, I'm moving up a step to the ladder that other people can't climb. As a certified athletic trainer, right? I can apply for jobs that somebody who's not a certified athletic trainer, right? When I get my master's or my doctorate. So I'm moving up those rungs, allowing me to create unique skills that's going to help me hopefully enjoy my career more and open up opportunities. So being crystal clear on your long-term goals, you're less likely to fall into a trap of going through that day-to-day motions of your job, right? No one wants to be in that groundhog's day, day after day. So this is why it's so important to look at things in a bigger picture and creating that five-year plan will do that for you.
0: Absolutely. And today on the Master Instructor Roundtable, we're kind of going through a five year plan, why it works, but it's actually more about career and planning. So what's the motivation to keep you in your career? But what's your plan? Like, how do you want to grow within it? And, and Marty, when you're talking about the transferable type of skills that you're learning as you grow in your education, you're going to find out that there's certain interests that you have that maybe you didn't think were going to be an interest of yours well beforehand and I take myself as an example, I teach full-time. I'm a tenured professor for a university, but I'm teaching the NASM content. I'm teaching human movement science, teaching everything that NASM had brought to me to give me the knowledge to understand the human body and the way that it works, and then how I can better that body to move more efficiently, effectively, and to perform at a higher level. I never, ever thought that I would be teaching, never. And then I never thought, I mean, even prior to that, I never thought that I was going to be a master instructor. I thought, okay, I am not good at presenting. I am not good at getting in front of people. I get really nervous, but it was a challenge for me because I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the first female. I wanted to do this. I wanted to show that I could do this type of thing and have this path. And I set my mind to it, but I literally never thought that where I'm at today, like 10 years ago, I didn't even think I was going to be there. And 20 years ago, it definitely wasn't even a thought.
1: Right. And, you know, we'll continue to go through this and we'll see some other things, but having those plans, other doors open up. And now you can, like you said, on the path on that Google Maps, maybe you go expressway now because you're fast tracking things. Or maybe you want to slow it down and go this way. So that's that's the beauty of you know having the plan and seeing it uh, come to life as you go through. So as we continue to move forward here, I love this picture because I've always said life is not a straight line, right? Or success. Everybody tends to see, you know, Wendy, I love the, the invest and if you look over five, 10 years, the market looks like the straight line upward, but if you take a snippet of a month, a week, or a year even, it can be chaotic, right? So, you know, it's that's the, the image to me is so well done is that life is not a straight line, but hopefully there's an upward trajectory in that crooked line as you go. So, you know, a five-year plan is going to give you that flexibility to change what's no longer relevant to your long-term goals without derailing your progress. So love that image right there.
0: I love it as well. That does look a little bit like my brain, though.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. No comments, no comments. But this is going to be our steps right from the Harvard Business Review. So I'll jump in here on this first one when he's brainstorming, right? You and I do this all the time when we're talking about topics for this or when we want to present the new ideas to NASM, right? So start start by thinking about how you want your career to develop and what you need to get there. So we talked about this in one of our other podcasts, our book club. You know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I love that book. Start with the end in mind, right? I wanted to be an athletic trainer, in professional sports. So what did I have to do? I had to reverse engineer that. So you have to identify your primary goal, your passions. How? your existing skills or lack of skills will contribute to these, right? You got to go earn those skills and what's your areas for improvement. So some of the questions you can ask is what am I passionate about? What would I consider as my dream job? What background and skills do I already have? What can I improve on? What skills do I have need to develop? Like what are the musts I had to be a certified athletic trainer and strength coach it is what it is. What roles may I be qualified for that I've never considered pursuing? Wendy, you already talked about that with teaching and a master instructor. You didn't do that initially to get into fitness. And what's one thing hold me back right now that I can act on? So if you can answer these handful of bullet point questions, you're going to be well on your way to starting your five-year career plan.
0: And I think it's okay to say, I don't know. But then it's now it's time to start thinking about this. I mean, we're, we're in it. We're, we're growing adults. Unfortunately, some of us are getting older and older every day. Well, we're all getting older every day. But you know what I mean? Like as we, we progress into the industry, like what's next? Like what is it that you want? But you've got to be able to be specific when you're going through it. But if you don't know some of these answers, it's okay. But now start thinking about them. So let's go into number two, gather the feedback. I always love this one because I, even when I present and Marty and I have taught together for years, we have done this so much. Like we could probably tell you PowerPoints and slides and name, like, I don't really get nervous anymore about some of the questions, but I think it's also important too, when you're going through this, you want to think, all right, you know what your capabilities and strengths are. I think you, you need to write that down. But if you don't know, that's okay as well, because you may not know all of them, but that's when you can ask people for feedback. Like I said, when Marty and I teach, I ask him, hey, Marty, what? how do you think I taught on this? Or what did you think about me um, You know, when I did the the portion on flexibility? And Marty may say, you did great. Or, oh my gosh, you used a different analogy. Or, oh, Wendy, you know what? You could have done this better. Or you did this better when you taught it there. We're very, very critical, but it's only allowing us to grow. And I do the same thing with Marty. But you have to be okay with the feedback, receiving it, good, bad, or indifferent, because that's how you're going to grow. Well, that's the same thing, too. Ask people, you know, what what is it that they think that you're going to be good about? But then, you know, think about different career opportunities that someone could see you in that's maybe within the fitness industry that maybe you never thought about. So I think getting that feedback is only going to help you grow. It's going to help you develop. But then once you get all of that, you've got to think, what behaviors do you think you should develop or leave behind. So these are some of the other questions to ask. If you were in my position, what areas would you focus on developing? What um what's the one skill you would recommend I master to get to the next level in my career? Is there a skill that you think is going to make a difference in transitioning to whatever your goal is? And and I think, you know, talking to people is super important, you know, because the more that you get to become friends or you at least acquaintances with some position or with a person that you want to be, they're the best person to go to, to get that help.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt. You know, we've talked about mentoring and the value of you know, the five people you, be you know, spend the most time with, you become that some average of all those individuals. So critical great points, Wendy. So number three, map it out, right. You, so you, you know, you got to identify some things. Then you're going to have to map out what you have discovered, right? So after doing that self-reflection, you're gathering the feedback. It's time to organize the information that you've collected. So brainstorm, feedback, and now we put it down on paper. So there's a lot of different ways you can conceptualize your five-year plan, but you have to find an approach that works for you and keeps you engaged. I like to rewrite notes. I like to, you know, some people like it digitally. I like handwritten. That's still something that matters to me. So whatever works for you but now it's time to put i'm going to say it pen to paper even if you do it a different way so you know there's different like the post-it notes so you can see sticky notes all over i have a little more of a journal outlook that i do you can use powerpoint slides spreadsheets a lot of people now like the powerpoint because they'll put images in there that are very uh you know mentally engaging and rewarding when you can actually see it so just have a system let it be what works for you there's not one way to do this But absolutely, we'll just say, write it down, visualize it, and it's going to have a better chance of something that you work on and bring it to life.
0: So it's funny, as you say that, I look at this image and I'm sitting here reaching, if you guys are watching, I'm going to be like, what is she doing? But I have sticky note after sticky note after sticky note after like pads of sticky (laughs) notes. Of just things that I'll think about and I'll write it down, whether it's either an idea for a podcast or something that I need to do. I have a to do list. So it's okay to write things down. Again, I do different colors because the color schemes help me and with them being bright and I have them all over my office. It helps me. But, you know, I think some people just don't do it. They don't write things down. They think they're going to remember it. But I'm telling you, you have to write it out. Plus, you're seeing it every day. If you you're going to write it out and maybe not be as specific, and then you can go back and and actually make it even more specific each time you look at it. So
1: this yeah, one. I, I do voice recordings, like the uh, you know email some things to myself all the time if I'm in transit. Yeah, there's constant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, how do you develop this plan? And those of you guys who are joining us on the master instructor table or in- master instructor roundtable. Geez, like my first time doing this, right? Myself, Wendy Batts, and Dr. Marty Miller are talking about career planning or career motivation and planning. And we've given you guys some background. It's very important to brainstorm. You got to gather the feedback. You need to map it out. But let's look at if we were looking at a slide and you are going to use a PowerPoint. We've got it kind of listed here. Again, you know, Marty found this information, I think the way that they broke it. out makes it easier for us to comprehend. But on the first slide, you want to outline your career goals and then revisit your self reflection around your passions and interests to solidify the types of work and roles that are going to appeal to you. Not what somebody else thinks you should do, but what do you want to do? I think that's really important. Then on the second slide, you're going to think about this or if you're using, like you said, Marty, you journal so you can do this on paper, but you want to list out the skills that you already have. And then you want to put like another column on the ones that you need to achieve in, in order to ultimately be able to be successful with what you want to do. And so you're going to refer back to the feedback that you received. You're going to also think about your strengths. And then at that point, you also need to look for what areas can you improve on. And that's when you're going to start thinking about, okay, Here's my kind of need to do list, if you will. So then when you get to your third slide, that's where you're going to write down the development activities that you need to plan to pursue over the next five years. If you decide that you want to get a master's degree, are you going to go to a university that may take three years? Are you going to go somewhere like Penn West that takes you one year? Are you going to go and try to get your doctorate? And if so, and what, you know, and then how do you backfill that? And do you have the time for that? So you just want to be very very crystal clear on that. But then on the last slide, you wanna present yourself with the worst case scenario. Think about all the possible challenges and obstacles that might prevent you from achieving that goal. Because the thing is, is if you already know that this is gonna be an obstacle, you've gotta think, how do you plan around that? How are you gonna detour through that map? Or is it something that's going to halt you and you know that you're not gonna be able to achieve this goal in this short amount of time? And maybe that five year now goes to your tenure. So I know personally there are certain things I want to do, but I also have a seven year old and I'm not going to miss out on his baseball or his activities because I only get to do this once. And so that's more important. Family is more important than certain things that I might want to do in my career. However, I have to be okay with being where I'm at. And then what can I do within the time frame that I do have? So you know, again, I don't look at him as an obstacle, but I know that I'm not going to give that time up. So that is what I need to write down that I'm not willing to budge on my time with my son.
1: No, so. great, great, Wendy. I don't even, nothing for me to add on that. I think you, you nailed it. And the key thing is have a plan and work it through and think great things will happen. So here on this uh, next slide here, number four, you know, iterate. Unlike your long goal setting, the process of creating a five-year plan is never complete. You know, you're always adjusting. Your plan should be flexible enough to continually adjust throughout your career. One way to ensure that you're doing this and keeping your plan up to date is set a quarterly calendar reminder. This is going to help address any new developments in your life or career and make changes. So I've seen people start this and then life gets in the way. So, you know, we've got some things also coming up in the next few weeks on the Master Director Roundtable. I'm not going to give away all of it, but We'll talk about certain things like time block. I am a huge fan of putting it in my schedule. There's different methodologies behind that. But if it's not in my schedule, life gets in the way and then I don't get to it. So put it into your schedule, carve out 45 minutes a quarter to review it, plan on it. Doesn't mean you won't get to it sooner. But if you don't have it in there, all of a sudden it's September of the year and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I, things are moving, but I did not really take the last three quarters or the last nine months of the year to really spend time on this plan.
0: Very important. So then again, you want to think, well, especially in the fitness industry, that's one of the reasons I love NASM. There are so many different opportunities with different courses that they offer, whether it's continuing education, different specializations that are going to really help you grow um, especially around the corrective exercise, performance enhancement. Of course, you guys know, you know, hopefully, if you don't have your CPT and maybe you've just taken the uh, certificate, now you want to go in and become a certified personal trainer, Maybe then you sit for that exam and then you grow. Maybe you want to learn more about nutrition. Maybe you want to become a wellness coach. Or like, I don't want to be a personal trainer where I'm going in, and setting up, you know, and designing programs for my clients. But I want to be more of a wellness coach. There are so many opportunities, and it's kind of a one-stop shop. But you have to know what you want to do, and then you have to make that financial investment, and then you want to continue to grow if that's your niche. But you want to make sure that whatever you decide to do, you're really passionate about, because if not, you're wasting money and time. And so, I mean, I know the areas that I struggle with. I take the courses, but they're not really what I love. So I just take them take them, and say that I did it, but it's not something I'm super passionate about. And there's certain ones that I absolutely love. And you guys probably know those because Marty and I talk about them all the time. And then there's certain ones that we bring in special guests because they're the experts and I'm not. And sometimes Marty isn't either. So just... You know, look at look at some options that you have and then think that that NASM is a really good place to start if you're just not sure.
1: Yeah. If you look at just the NASM Elite Trainer Bundle, that's going to give you a big chunk of your five year plan right there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, and that's going to really help develop a more well-rounded fitness professional. So we've done other things on this. I cover this on the Coffee Talk all the time. So, you know, you'll get our contact information here. We're happy to give you some advice on those type of things. But the key thing is are you even aware as we move into our key takeaways that you should have a career plan so bullet point number one here are you actively planning for your career success or are you just letting kind of life come to you and i've i've known people my family i've had a lot of friends that have been like man if i could do it over right i I, i'm in a career i kind of like what i'm doing i'm making decent money but man i just kind of let life dictate to me so that You know, Wendy, I don't, uh, that's not me. I'm, I'm attacking it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I know you are as well. So there's no better day than to start your five year plan now. Cause every day that you're not starting it, you're five years away. And you know, Wendy, uh, had a call today with our our mentor and you know, I'm in a new career situation, which was the next logical step for me. And guess what came up? All right. I've been here six weeks, but here's now what I see a year, three years and five years from now. And it wasn't even—I wasn't even really fully aware that this was today's topic. I did, but it was just a natural conversation with him because that's what we've always done. And then, most importantly to me, is enjoy that journey. Right? If you're, you know, driving down the right road, knowing that you have a plan, you're—in my opinion—you're more likely to have smaller successes along the way that that start to stack up, and you should enjoy that journey.
0: Yeah. And I just want to just take this or say this too. It's okay if you just don't know, but you need to start and you need to become that person. That's like, okay, I'm going to start today. And it's just a little step. Start with those questions. So start with the brainstorming first. If you don't remember what we said, rewind this and play it again and then play it again and then play it again or look up all the references that Marty provided, because I think you guys will understand once you get started and you really start to invest in yourself, when you write it down, it's more likely to happen. And you guys will listen to Steve Harvey says that all the time. There's all kinds, you know, it's in success magazine all the time. So it's not stuff that we're just talking about. A lot of very famous Tony Robbins. He's a huge person about writing it down, writing, looking at it every day. So you just have to start, but don't get overwhelmed. Because remember that definition of patience. Just you know, go back and look at that too. Because again, I am I have to do that very often, and um, and I think you guys will, will see that it can actually be really fun.
1: Love it. Now, Wendy, this is a topic I love. I'm sure throughout the year we're going to come back. I know we have another one we're talking about that would be like a good, you know, uh, sister type of presentation to this, uh, uh, you know, not even a distant cousin. So more to come (laughs) on this topic. So when if you can give all these amazing people your contact information.
0: Sure. if you guys have questions, you can always reach out to me via email at wendy.bats at nasm.org. Or you can find me on Instagram at wendy.bats13.
1: And my information is right here. So doctormartymiller 72 And email marty.miller at nasm.org. So, Wendy, thanks for all your great um, stories, feedback, and, you know, jumping into this topic with me today. And for all of you that joined us on today's Master Instructor Roundtable, thank you. And we look forward to seeing you next week on our Master Instructor Roundtable.